Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday morning here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Doug Swinhart joins us each and every week between 11 a.m. and noon. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, Feel free to call the program. Our number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Once again, that is good for a call or a text. And, Doug, good to visit with you, and I hope you had a good week. Oh, absolutely, Steve. We got the, got phones coming off the hook. Things are going in a positive direction, and I love this weather. Yeah, it's going to warm up. We'll uh, see 80s by midweek, and that'll continue through the end of the week at least, and I'm ready for it as well. Uh, Doug, a lot of scams. I've been noticing uh, a lot of text activity on my phone where, where this stuff is clearly a scam. And once again, people need to be aware of emails they're not sure of, even emails that come from people they recognize uh, those attachments can be very dangerous. I don't know if you've noticed an uptick, but there seems to be a lot of activity right now of uh, things that, that could be very bad, particularly for your computer. Oh, absolutely. And one of the big ones that's coming out, they're going after seniors that have Medicare and are on Social Security. And they're they're actually so bold, they're making phone calls to these people saying things like, well, because of the C-19 virus, people are being cheated out of their money. We just need to verify your account information. I mean, for goodness sake, I don't think the Social Security office will ever call anybody and do that, especially ask for their Social Security number. And then they swap the accounts and have the money deposited elsewhere, even if they get just a couple of months. But still, we just can't afford this. And yes, I have noticed an enormous uptick in calls with scams. And it's everything under the sun. I just can't believe what, how creative these people are. If they would just focus their attention on something positive. Yeah, it's a, we need to be leery. We need to be cautious. And email is one thing, telephones, texts. Sometimes just replying to the email will shoot you up and redirect you into another place that is not a good place to go. Make sure that we know who we're dealing with. Good advice. Yeah, and one of the things I I heard during the week, uh, driving to my other job uh, on the morning news with Dave Lee here on CCO, was this conversation 
uh, about ransomware attacks, and mm-hmm. we're seeing more ransomware attacks on, uh, and and that kind of ebbs and flows as well. And ransomware is really scary because they lock up your data, and if you want to get it back, uh, you got to pay. Indeed, that and the threat of well, I've got your passwords, and we know where you've been, and. Well, if you don't do this, we're going to ruin your reputation. These are the two biggies. The ransomware, as you mentioned, that's the most devastating. Even the top, top, top security companies sometimes can take two, three weeks to come up with a fix. And a couple, they never have gotten a fix. They've had to actually unwind the data from internally, and it gets really, really ugly. This is why it's important that people should always keep copies of their documents, pictures, music, anything that they've created is really important. Even music we can replace. Uh, People have the wrong idea. I think about backup. They want to backup their whole computer. I wouldn't bother taking the operating system or driver downloads because we can get all that anytime. But your data, your work is what you really want copies of. Yeah, it's um, ransomware is, in my opinion, the worst that there is to fight with. Absolutely the worst. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. It is Tag Talk with Doug Swindhart here on a Saturday, and we invite your calls and texts. Let's get started on the text line today. Doug, uh, I have an Android phone, a desktop computer that's four years old, doesn't have a microphone or camera, and I have a Nook e-reader that's on its last legs. I'm looking at a computer or a tablet that has a microphone and a camera so I can do Zoom or uh, get to some sort of other app that allows me to do medical appointments um, online, if you will. As a matter of fact, I met with my doctor online uh, a few weeks back, and it was really neat. And I used uh, Google Duo on my smartphone to do it. That, that was the app they recommended. And that worked out just great. But uh, getting back, uh, someone's looking for something a little bit upgraded. And and I read all of this, and I don't know if you and I are on the same wavelength, but I thought, boy, a Chromebook would be a great, great appliance for this. That was actually my first response. <laughs> Is that Chromebooks are all set up for that. And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but Google has actually updated their Hangouts, and they now call it Meeting. And due to... Zoom works wonderful. It really does. But they truly have been over-inundated with with the COVID-19 and the virus happening. And so Google responded, and they came up with Google Meetings. And that's going to be really nice. If you've got a Gmail account, you'll be able to pop in and add that to your account and rock and roll. A Chromebook will be complete. I would also say if these folks are going to be sitting at a desk quite a bit, so if they don't need portable, the amount of equipment that's out there is wonderful. I actually helped a lady last week set up a camera and a microphone, and we bought all the equipment through Amazon, top, top shelf equipment, high-resolution camera with wide angles so you can see the entire room and have an office meeting. It did come with a microphone built into the camera, but I suggested that she buy a separate microphone because some of the ones built into the cameras just don't carry the sound properly. We were less than $150, and it's crystal clear. And she added that to a Mac. You could also add it to a PC, 
wanting Windows or Linux, it's just nice equipment. Price of equipment is way down. If she needs a whole new unit, though, I agree. A Chromebook would be her instant answer. Get that baby, set it up in about an hour, and it would she would be he she would be ready to rock and roll immediately. I like the Chrome equipment. I truly do. You just can't do any better. I think that's our future, and it's going to continue. Yeah, and one of the things we did, uh, my mother and father-in-law on my wife's side of the family, and then my sister-in-law, her in-laws, uh, we we kind of got together, and my my wife and and my sister-in-law decided, hey, let's get Chromebooks because we can help them set up Gmail accounts. We we can help them set up the these computers or or these Chromebooks, if you will, and. It'll help us with technical support. So if they run into some sort of problem down the road, uh, and it's really worked out great, you know, to to have everybody on the same platform on the same equipment, uh, so so it's easy to troubleshoot if they do have difficulties, and it has worked out really well. And that follows up on a text we have uh, about the ease of use with a Chromebook. But once again, the key is a Gmail account. That is free, but once you have that and you have that login, you're in, and, and you don't have to wade into all of those other uh, features and all those other apps that are available if you have a Chromebook or a Gmail account, but you can start playing around with it and get yourself familiar with it, but uh, I, I think as far as any sort of video conferencing, I can't think of anything that's easier to use with the built-in camera and the built-in microphone. It, it really is foolproof. Well, first of all, let me say hats off to you and your family for such a nice gesture. I think you did the exactly the right thing. The, the Chromebook, and you mentioned support as well. Once they've got a Gmail account and got their Chromebook set up with a Google account, they can open up Google Chrome or Chromium, probably have both browsers on a new one, I would think. If you didn't, I'd, I'd install both of them. But you can do an add-on called Chrome Desktop Remote. And now you can actually see their screen and take control of it. It's quite simple to set up. It's a plug-in for the Chrome and Chromium browsers. It just works for, it working brave as well. Keep in mind now, the Brave browser can be added to a Chromebook. It has a Chrome core. You can just download it, install it, and anything that's available on the Chrome web store or the Google web store, you can pop right into the Brave browser as well. So automatically, you could have three browsers, Google Chrome, Google Chromium, and the Brave browser, and never interfere with anything. That was really, really nice of your family to do that for your in-laws. And I agree. I don't think there's a simpler solution that you can find in today's market that's as quick and responsive and just get it done than Google. They, they've got it. It's, it's happening. Good advice. Good advice, Steve. Quick break. We've got more on Tech Talk. Doug Swin, the heart, is in. We will continue on the text line, of course, and jump to the phone lines. Paul and Andover is going to be up first. And if you want to join us here on Tech Talk, you're having computer problems or want to know how something works or why it isn't working, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 is the phone number here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Tech Talk on a Saturday morning. Rain on the way into the Twin Cities later. 
And it will continue overnight into Sunday before tapering off tomorrow afternoon. Then it's going to warm up 70s Monday and Tuesday, 80s by Wednesday. A little more on the weather coming up at 1130. Uh, It is uh, Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart is joining us through noon today. We'll have Game 6 of the 91 World Series following uh, the news at noon. Let's get started on the phone lines. We'll start with Paul and Andover. Paul, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call there. I got two quick questions. Okay. I used to have virus protection. I used to have ESET. My friend said you don't have to have any of them. So I just, now I just use the one that Windows gives for free, and I've used the same password for 13 years. And I don't know. I've never changed that either. I've never had any problems. All right, well, Doug, what I are your actually, thoughts? I actually like ESET. And if if your password is a solid password, I think 13 years might be a little bit long. I would suggest that you might want to do a, some variation. Uh, but if it's working, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Very good with that. Um, he he went away from ESET. Sounds like he's using Windows Defender. Any mm-hmm. updated thoughts on Windows Defender right now? I actually think it's doing a pretty fair job. I see that computers are staying much cleaner than before. I don't think that they can compete with ESET or Malwarebytes. Or, uh, I think they're going to probably do a little bit better job protecting from the outside. But Microsoft has come a long way in the last 20, 10, 15 years when it comes to protecting their own products. I don't think that they should ever stop this. It's, um, it's an ongoing battle, of course. And especially with this ransomware, I think ESET and Malwarebytes would be a much better product to prepare and protect against any type of ransomware. But if you get it, it's going to be tough no matter what it is. Um, I think it's okay for most people. If you have a high security issue, you're going to want something extra, possibly even an additional firewall. But between the Windows firewall and Windows Defender, I think most users will be okay as long as their machine is current and clean and not sharing files with a bunch of people who they don't know. And it should work all good. To the phones again, Peter in Shoreview. Good morning. Peter? Hello, Peter. Do we have you? Hey. Yep, you do. I have a, uh, I think it's a Levano back laptop. I've got 8.1, Windows 8.1 on there. I tried to upgrade to Windows 10. When I did it, it, it ran through most of it, but then it stops and it says there's a Realtek Bluetooth 4.0 adapter, but the driver isn't current. So I went in and I updated all the drivers to the most recent one, but they didn't. They don't support them anymore after like version 1.3 something. Um, but it, it and then I it kept. I tried it again. It did the same thing. I reran it. I took the driver off completely. I took the whole Realtek Bluetooth adapter out of the computer and every time i restart the computer it kicks back in and it reloads it the same driver yeah this is kind of an ugly situation if you are able to get your hands on an iso of the of windows 10 and do a fresh install you would be much better off i think it would take that particular card it USB 4.0 is right there. And Realtek, they're kind of all over the place as long as it hasn't received any firmware. And I think that that's doable. Lenovo's are nice machines, 
And if you have trouble with that, give me a call next week, and we'll see if we can't uh, make something happen for you. This, this should work, but I think you're going to require a clean install from the ground up. And that would be my advice would be to try that first. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend. All right, quick break coming up, and then we'll have more tech talk. But first, I want to go to our text line and, and get to one uh, that, that I think we should be able to move through fairly quickly, and that is uh, Sony Vile running Windows 7. Uh, can I upgrade to Windows 10? What should I be uh, concerned about there? I probably wouldn't recommend that. Uh, the, if, if, for the Sony Vile, it really depends on when that thing came out. They used that name for quite a while, but most of them might not have the actual power and resources to do a good job with 10. I think it would be better off to set that thing up and just clean 7 to the 9s and make a dual partition and do a dual boot with Linux and start to go that road. That computer is probably a much better computer for that combination. And thank you for the text. Yeah, that is a, a good one. Uh, real quick, uh, before we go to break, how do you remove extensions on Google Chrome? Oh, that's a piece of cake. You just go up to the little uh, item where you can get into your settings, upper right-hand corner of the browser. It's a little, like, um, uh, a little wheel or a little bar, three dots. Hit that, go down and hit settings. In fact, there's a deal that says extensions, and go right in there, and you can disable them and or completely remove them. Too many extensions in a browser is not good. I generally recommend maybe one or two for privacy. Uh, the Privacy Badger or Privacy Possum is just excellent. And there's another one that will help you control what Google information is being collected on you. Simplifies it. Those are the only two I ever put in uh, Google Chrome. And I hope that helps. We have the weather in a moment, then more Tech Talk. Here's the number, 651-989-9226. And that's good for a call or a text, 651-989-9226. Here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. It is Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. Saturdays between 11 a.m. and noon here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. We have phone lines open right now at 651-989-9226. If you want to talk to Doug about your computer or computer problem, 651-989-9226. We have a lot of texts on the program today, and it's been really busy all morning long on the text line today, and we certainly do appreciate that. And let's start with this one. What virus malware protection do you recommend, Doug, for a six-year-old MacBook Pro? I'm not so certain you need any, but if you absolutely want to put some protection on a Mac, probably one of the best companies on the planet is Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S. And you should also know that Malwarebytes offers a Mac protection package, and so does um, uh, ESET. I would probably prefer one of the two ladders, malware bytes or ESET, primarily because they're in the, co- the country. But Sophos is worldwide. They used to only do business with businesses, but they've expanded, I think, probably a decade or so ago into the personal market, into the home user market. Any one of those three would be top shelf for your Mac. If you truly think you need it, I personally don't think you do. But good luck, and I hope that helps. 
All right. Uh, Very good text, and we certainly do appreciate that on all our programs here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. From our text line, I want to discontinue my Comcast email account. How can I merge all my Comcast email and email contacts over to Gmail? Well, first of all, you're going to want to, if possible, allow at least 30 to 90 days in the transition. If you don't have that amount of time, I would suggest that you download and install Thunderbird. Once Thunderbird's installed, first set up your Comcast account so you're actually seeing your web-based mail inside of Thunderbird. Then you add your Gmail account, and once that's there, just simply move to a simple copy from one folder into another. Keep in mind that these email messages, as they are copying, are actually being sent up to the cloud. So it might take a little while for that to all get settled, but it will do all your folders, the whole nine yards. That's the easiest way i found, is just use a local email client, put them together, and do a copy and a paste. And I hope that helps. Yeah, good one. Uh, Let's go to the phones, Jeff, and Prior Lake. Jeff, you're on Tech Talk. Hello. Hey, Doug, i got a question. Remoting into work. Okay. Having having a lot of dead screen issues. I've got uh, Windows 7 at home, Windows 10 at work, uh, using Dell SonicWall VPN client and okay. Windows Remote Desktop. Uh, uh, I don't know if you would need the actual VPN. I would ace that out. And But there's a lot of remote control software out there that I think is much more proficient than the Windows Remote Desktop. I would be looking at TeamViewer, perhaps. There's another one called uh, Splashtop that's really getting popular, low price. That would probably be your best bet, would be Splashtop. I think, if I recall correctly, if I'm not mistaken, for a single user to connect a computer home to work, work to home, back and forth, I think it's like $30 a year or some ridiculously low price like that, and it looks fast. I just started testing that a couple weeks ago, and if you, um, I'm trying to remember the exact website, and I can't. Send me an email, um, and I'll uh, and just put in the subject line, need remote control advice, and WCCOtech.com, admin at WCCOtech.com, and I'll get you that. But there's lots of alternatives there. I think you're going to find that that's going to be pretty quick. Your bandwidth should be just perfect. Also think that the VPN is actually slowing you down, and you shouldn't need it. it whether you're using Windows Remote Desktop or TeamViewer or Slashtop or any desk, there's a number of them that are good. But the VPN is probably your biggest problem there, and I hope that helps. Thank you. All right, a follow-up from earlier when we talked Chromebooks, Doug, on the program. Uh, we get this all the time when we talk about uh, laptops, desktops, uh, Chromebooks. Uh, what brand do you recommend? There's certainly a lot of good equipment out there. And all the manufacturers, or most of them, are, are building them. There, there's Samsungs, there's HPs, there's Lenovo's, Acer's building uh, Chromebooks, uh, Google Pixelbook. Uh, the list goes on and on. There, there's really a lot of good equipment when it comes to Chromebooks out there. I've had HPs. I have an HP. My wife has one, and that's what uh, we purchased for the in-laws uh, just because of our familiarity with that equipment in particular, but there's a lot of good brands. 
Oh, no question about that. Uh, that you probably are well aware that HP is one of my favorite favorite vendors. They just do great hardware all the way around. But there is a plethora of equipment out there. The big thing is today, get out someplace, even though we've got to be keeping our social distancing. You can run up to Micro Center and uh, keep your six feet apart from people and actually test and play around. Uh, take some handy wipes with you, but I'm pretty sure that the associates up there are going to make sure the equipment's clean before you touch it. But you'll be able to get the feel for it. Check the weight. Check the screen. Look for the how much battery life you require. Now, if you're looking at upper echelon, the Google line, the Pixel line, is absolute top of the sh- top shelf. Just cannot possibly do any better than those computers. And they are nice machines, but they are a little pricey. I personally think they're worth it. They're coming in at, when you got them closed, they're smaller, thinner than a AAA battery. They're feather light and powerful. They really move. But if you're on a budget, and there's nothing wrong with that, you can get a Chromebook for probably as low as $200. And upper end, sky's the limit. $2,000, easy. And they're beautiful machines. Just make sure you get one that feels good to you. Keyboard, the tactile on the touchpad, and that kind of thing. You just can't go wrong. Just do some shopping and find one that fits you personally. That would be my advice. Yeah, and the HP I bought uh, a number of years ago was maybe two and a quarter. My wife bought the similar model a year ago maybe. And that was 250 and that same model's about 250 bucks. So there, there's the low end, there's the high end, but uh, a lot of good alternatives out there for sure. Uh, one other from the, the text line, hit a couple of quickies before we go to the phone lines uh, again. Uh, Doug, could you recommend DuckDuckGo for online activity? I like DuckDuckGo. Um, my go-to browser is generally Google and DuckDuckGo. I use them both. DuckDuckGo is a little bit more in, in tune with the privacy factor. Not all bad, but DuckDuckGo is on the gr- absolutely on the grow. It's a beautiful search engine, absolutely lovely. I put that on every browser I install as the secondary search engine, and many, many, many of my customers call a couple weeks later after they've had a chance to play with it, and they turn it into their first, brow- first search engine as their default in each browser. Yeah, I like DuckDuckGo. I think it's just okay. a tremendous, tremendous innovation, and it's kind of keeping Google in check with what they're collecting for data as well. So it's a good thing. I like DuckDuckGo. I couldn't say enough good things about that. All right, got a new laptop in November. This is a follow-up from a point earlier in the program. Do I need a security product such as McAfee if I bought that new laptop in November or what was included, like Windows Defender, I would assume, with Windows 10, is that enough? Yeah, with a new machine, while you're under warranty for sure, I think that Windows Defender is great plenty. Almost every new product that I see coming out, because McAfee now is owned by Intel, has the McAfee, in fact, there's two of them. There's one for Internet and one for your special protection or something. I generally take them off. I think they're a little bit bloated and they slow machines down, and I just let Windows Defender do its job. My recommendation would be somewhere about a month, six weeks before you're out of warranty, then get yourself a commercial package and take control of the entire thing, whether it be SpyBot Search and Destroy, Malware Bytes, 
uh, ENA, ESET, ENAT32, any one of those would be a great follow-up. But while you're under warranty, Windows Defender is going to do just fine for you, and I hope that helps. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll go to the phone lines. Uh, Charlie is waiting in Isani. we got Tom in Waconia, plus more text, including can you count on those flash drives if you're trying to store something for posterity, like a, video, a wedding video and photos? Uh, we'll get Doug's opinions. Are those flash drives stable over time? We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, coming up in a moment here on Tech Talk, a news talk, E3O-WCCO. Ten minutes now in front of noon. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring in Charlie and I. Sandy, Charlie, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. Thanks for taking hi. my call. Charlie? Sure. Oh, hi. Last week, I think you were talking about uh, using a Linux operating system on XP laptops. Yes. I was wondering where's a good place to get a Linux system because I love XP as well. You know, incidentally, just so you're aware of this, there are many distributions of Linux, and many of them will actually look and feel like XP or Windows 7. They're designed to be an easy transition. Yeah, you're probably going to want to look for a distribution, and your best place to start would be distrowatch.com, D-I-S-T-R-O-W-A-T-D-H.com, DistroWatch. There is a, a list of everything current, tells you when the latest were out. I would suggest that you start by searching for a distribution that is created here in the United States, and there's many of them. But probably you're going to want to keep to a 32-bit. And people are really kind of, I think, mind-boggled with the 32-bit processing and 64-bit processing. Even our 64-bit windows. Many, many, in fact, the majority of programs that are running on that are running in 32-bit. You're not going to be giving up anything to have a 32-bit. But uh, Bondi is probably one of the nicest distributions to come out. You, you get instructions on their website on how to create a USB drive, a, a bootable and or a, a bootable optical drive. It'll walk you through the installation, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Be prepared to spend anywhere from 2 to 10 hours while you're going through your learning curve. Once you get to learn it, you can pop this thing in and reinstall an operating system in less than a couple hours. And thank you so much for the call. Great call. And to the phone lines one more time, Tom and Waconia. Tom, we're a little bit tight on time. Go quick. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, I'm just looking at if you're still in favor of running Windows 7. I have Windows 7 Professional, uh, Nod32 for antivirus, and a Carbonite Cloud. Am I safe to keep going for six months or more yet? I believe that you are. I I would make every effort to cut any kind of a communication between you and Microsoft, but the protection that you've got in place is absolutely wonderful. You may want to consider creating another user account that is a standard user account and not an administrator account. And then you can actually set it up the same way that your machine is set up, probably with an administrator account. That also is another layer of protection. Uh, Only drawback is if you're doing anything that has to do with security, or your OS, you'll have to actually log in with the other operating, the other profile, 
giving you administration administrator rights. But yeah, I'd hang on to it. Uh, you're going to be just fine, especially with the protection you got in place. And thank you so much for the call. All right, let's try and squeeze in as many texts as we can between now and the end of the program. Do flash drives degrade over time, and are they a good solution for storing something for posterity, such as a wedding video, or is there a better solution? I have an opinion on this. I know you do, too. I do, indeed. I, I, I just, even if you step up and you buy an expensive thumb drive, I just don't think that you could, especially with a wedding video. My advice would be, to, from Micro Center, you can actually pick up a 512 gigabyte solid state drive in an M.2 format, M2 format, small. Then you pick up an adapter that's a Vantech, and that Vantech adapter, you just put that drive right in there. It's $44.99 for the adapter of 500, that's a half a gig for $75. But this is the new NVMe SSD. They're fast. And this, the thing about this Vantech adapter enclosure, once you get this thing written, it's got a little switch on top that turns it to read only. Nothing can be changed. That would be the way I would save a family member's wedding video. But that's me. And you still got, what, $125, $130, and a couple hours to put it together? Well, well worth that. Um, I don't think your flash drives, thumb drives, even the higher buck ones, I just wouldn't trust that with something like that. Either that or just if you happen to have a DVD writer, head back to the DVD. Once that's written, it's written. Yeah. The only thing that could happen to that is if it gets scratched or marred or bent or run over it with a car. Uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the safest ways. But put it up in the cloud as well. Make an extra copy of that. That's pretty important data. A wedding video, that's pretty important. And thank you for the text. Yeah, that that is a good one. Doug, really tight on time. Uh, we have a lot of great texts. We're not going to be able to get to those uh, folks. We invite you to send those into the show next week early so we can get to them right out of the gate. And, of course, Doug joins us Saturdays between 11 and noon here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. And, Doug, before we let you go, what is that phone number and email? Oh, thank you. 651 552 9543 and admin, A-D-M-I-N, at wccotech.com, 651-552-9543. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a good weekend. Yeah, take care, Doug. We'll visit with you in a week. Great. There he is, Doug Swain, hard joining us for Tech Talk. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.